Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Today's host is Sandy Almendares, Content Director. And welcome to a Healthy Insider podcast. I'm Sandy, and I am on site at the CRN workshop. That's the Council for Responsible Nutrition, and I am in Carlsbad, California. It's just really lovely here, and I'm excited to be sitting with Bob Sanders, who is the Executive Vice President of Healthcare and Home Practice Leader at the Information Resources Inc. or IRI, and we are going to talk about the supplement marketplace. Uh, Bob just came off the stage um, discussing macro trends within what is selling um, in the supplement space. And it appears that most most things are, right? <laughs> so Bob, my first question is, how healthy is the supplement market compared to similar products and compared to total CPG sales? Yeah, so I mean, look, I, as I said on, on the uh, presentation floor there, it uh, it's really an exciting time for nutritional supplementation, nutrition overall. Um, primarily driven through what we call self-care and the need for folks to take better care of themselves, uh, primarily with the younger folks that um, millennials and, and folks that are younger in general. Um, but it's very robust. The average annual growth just in traditional brick and mortar has been 4%, and that compares to a total store growth and over the same time of about 1%. So it's easy to see why many manufacturers, many more traditional food companies are entering this space in a more traditional way to really sort of augment their portfolio and really chase the areas in the marketplace that are growing. Interesting. So as with this such growth and the large size of the market, there's a lot of household penetration that you noted, um, but yet there's still opportunity to sell more supplements to these people who are already buying supplements. Can you explain more there and the opportunity? Sure. You know, so we, we identify household penetration overall, and it's really defined as, you know, um, any, any usage at all of a, of a vitamin, even one vitamin in a household. And while that, those numbers are very high in the, in the 80 to 90% range, when you, when you peel the onion and look at the individual areas in supplementation, we see significant opportunity to do what has is, is begun to happen in the marketplace, and that's expand the, um, the usage amongst different modalities and different products within the household. We also see a major opportunity in this concept of regimen, meaning that there's no lapsing, that consumers are actually taking their products um, and, and you know uh, on a daily basis, and which frankly is in about the 50% range now. So there's almost double the opportunity if a consumer were to actually uh, take the products as, as they should each and every day. So, what are the different reasons that people are taking supplements? And I'm thinking am among generations, you know, millennials and younger. Right. Or well, there is a bifurcation there, right? So the younger folks are more about prevention, right? They want to take better care of themselves, um, and there's there's a lot of psychographics that go into that. Some of them, frankly, are seeing their parents uh, grow much older, and and they're really trying to prevent some of the things they may see. I think there's just this general concern about healthcare costs that are driving some of this, um, and just. just just the need to be active and to just take better care of themselves we see is a, is a big reason for the younger folks. The older folks, it's a little bit different. It's more about 
you know, hey, I've got a cardiovascular issue or I've got arthritis uh, and some, some sort of modality along those lines that are driving uh, consumption. That's for, it's for that reason that we suggest to our clients that you really need a two-pronged strategy to reach the younger folks with unique messaging and unique product offerings and the same for the older folks separately. And you, you said that um, millennials are getting older, which I definitely feel that because I am an older millennial. Um, but do you expect that the, these that they will continue millennials will continue to take them more for the energy and nutritional benefits, or as they get older, are they going to you know advance up into the category condition specific supplements? Yeah, I don't I don't see it as yes. I I believe that they will continue their behavior. I think that that age age the aging process changes folks. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to say that their behaviors will stay totally the same, but I think this is a foundational behavior in the younger years. I think will will actually transcend into the older years to a greater extent. Of course, the younger, even younger folks uh, will, will follow that along as well and, and dri- driven by their, their ability to uh, do so many things via technology advances in the marketplace. Right. So I have to ask about CBD because it is a requirement these days to talk about it. Um, you mentioned that I mean this is a huge disruptor in the industry, and then there's lots of activities uh, among the supplement case, say you know supplement marketplace, but also in other you know other avenues. You all you mentioned Bed Bath and Beyond is even selling CBD, but um, a big portion of that are the dispensaries. So what why is it important for supplement brand owners to look at the trends and the sales that are happening in the dispensaries when they themselves are not trying to sell their products there? Well, so so we we are we take very seriously um, being able to help our clients really understand what's going on in the marketplace. So accordingly, we have a uh, we have a, a new relationship uh, with BDS Analytics to actually help us really understand what's going on in dispensaries. So we actually have a tracking service for our clients to understand what's happening there. We believe very strongly that dispensaries are are very very much a leading indicator of what can be expected in the general market over time. So understanding what's happening in dispensaries as it relates to CBD, uh, you know, is, is a way to I either, you know, to strategize as to what, you know, what individual companies will do to uh, either combat it or frankly enter the fray and, and launch products of their own that are that are, are regulated and, and are proven safe and effective. Great, thank you. Um, so if we could just give like three hot areas or three areas of opportunity that you're seeing um, for supplement brands in this in this marketplace. Yeah, so as I said, I think it's it, it's three things. I think one is, you know, the days of a multivitamin being the complete nutrition as it was in the days of Centrum to uh, being, yes, a multivitamin is great, but in addition, there are other, again, other modalities that are necessary to, to, uh, to address. Today, it's more about probably three to four to five different vitamins to, to provide you the, the RD requirement that you don't get in your food in your food consumption and so I think that therein lies the opportunity to grow the business I also as I said earlier I also believe that just developing subscription programs for uh, consumers to be reminded of the, the importance of taking a vitamin every day not every three days mm-hmm. will obviously help them become healthier but also will grow the category in a big way Great. 
And last, just the housekeeping question. So where does IRI get this information? Yeah, so, we, so we're, you know, look, I mean, we have uh, a very, very robust data set across many different areas. We also have, through a partnership with SPINS, significant information on uh, in the naturals area and, 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 and those sorts of areas. But, you know, primary data sets include, you know, uh, consumption data that we see at brick and mortar. Uh, it includes, like I said, the dispensary data. And then we have household panel and frequent shopper card data data to the tune of 500 million frequent shopper cards that help us understand in a very granular way that the behaviors that we see in the marketplace. So we, we feel like we have one of the most robust, actually the most robust look at uh, this industry and what's going on in the industry and are a pretty good predictor of what's going on in total stores that relates to nutrition. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast, Bob. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider Podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts or through Google Play. Subscribe now to never miss an episode.